Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. This podcast was recorded at our last gathering. Teaching like this is how we worship together every other week. We look to the scriptures seeking to become more like Christ. We're glad you're listening. It's really, uh, I feel like it's already been such a full morning. Um, some of you are still in a bit of shock. I'm anticipating just with the room being a little bit different. Um, but it's a lot warmer, right? Yeah, a few claps, that's good. And um, it was funny, uh, my, my youth pastor instincts kicked in and I said, I guarantee you all the teenagers are going to be sitting back there and, and teenagers at heart um, with Angela. But I was so impressed to see our teens sitting back there like being part of the balcony. So you now, uh, you now are part of a faith community that has a balcony, which is a pretty big deal. Like we're moving up in the world. It sort of looks like a yard sale over here, but that's okay. Uh, we're, we're grateful. Um, yeah, so this morning, I'm, I'm really, I'm just grateful, and I feel a little bit, um, it's so interesting that I get a chance to, to wrap up our, our four-week series on our, our values, um, in, out, up, and with, uh, talking about mission, um, and yet we have, uh, we have missionaries in our midst, uh, we have all around us. And so in some ways I feel kind of like, man, I should just sit down, hand the microphone off and let a bunch of other people talk about what it is to live on mission with Christ. Um, but I, I do believe that the Lord has a word for us today. Um, one of the things that I've been really excited about as a pastor is, and I don't know if you have caught this, but there seems to be some like spiritual movement in our community. Like I'm hearing stories. Uh, well, if you have not connected with a woman who is on the woman's retreat, you need to. Um, it sounds like they gathered, the Holy Spirit descended, like hair was set on fire and they came out like wild people <laughs> believing that God is up to something brand new. Um, I feel like uh, I'm hearing stories of people uh, going to get prayer for deliverance from old wounds and people experiencing freedom. And that's something new. And that's something beautiful. And that's what God is up to in our midst. I'm hearing stories about people taking kingdom risks. Um, Aubrey and George started this thing called spirituality group that meets at the, this, if you've ever driven to the mall, coming down Main Street, you take that back entrance. You know what I'm talking about? There's a weird building, Wissahickon Park, that strange place. That's an actual building. Uh, where people gathered uh, on Thursday this week to talk about what God could be up to. The continual kingdom risk of community dinner. And we, we, I, I'm just like, we're, I'm hearing stories of people pressing into their pain and experiencing freedom in that, experiencing healing. I'm hearing stories about people who have lived life in fear, dropping away from fear and recognizing the danger of fear and how they're starting to live into the new life, the abundant life that Christ has. Um, I'm, I'm hearing stories of house churches um, being disrupted by tears and walks and people joining to just bear witness to things that God is up to in that moment, in the pain, in the hard stuff. Um, and, and one of the things that has been, and I think this is where we're going to spend quite a bit of time today, 
uh, last before we before we meet, we have kind of a, a huddle, and and you guys probably don't know that, but some of you do. But those who are part of the gathering, we gather around the table, who have a role to play. Um, from and and we pray. And, and last week, last time we gathered, there was this significant prayer that that like did something in my own soul that really changed a lot of who I am uh, in in two weeks' time. And it was from Rick Vasso and we're praying. And, and a lot of, you know, we've been praying as a community for three things that the Lord, that the spirit would fall and renew that the nursery ministry would grow and that we'd be able to hear the groanings of the spirit and respond appropriately. And, and Rick, as we prayed, like, Hey, we're gathered. We're just going to pray that the Lord, that the spirit would fall and renew. And, and uh, the great theologian, Lindsay Smith remind is, reminds me all the time, like he's here. And then like, like, let's ask the Lord to wake us up to his presence. I'm like, love that. And so Rick says, uh, and it was this beautiful moment. I don't know if you all remember last gathering, but it was pouring down rain. Some of you may still be wet from, <laughs> from last gathering. It was only, and it was two weeks, it was a long time ago, but it was just pouring. And, and I see Lydia Hoover, she comes in with this shirt that says hashtag bless. And she's like running around doing her thing. And she's just a sweet spirited young lady. And I'm listening to like the rainfall. And it's like, Lord, you're just pour, you like this, you're pouring out your spirit on these people. Like, as I hear these stories, as I, as I interact with folks within the community, you're doing some really cool stuff. And so I'm like, let's pray. Like, let's stop. Let's listen. Let's let the rain be our prayer. And let's just, let's, let's pray that the, that, that, that we would be drenched in the spirit. And Rick Vasso said, Lord, take away, help us take away our umbrellas. And I think that is the word for us at Renew. Like, Lord, help us take away our umbrellas. And so here's, here's what I think that looks like. Um, I think as the church in North America, we, are, we, have, we have been overly educated, overly informed. And what we lack is transformation. So information does not always equal transformation. But when information comes out of transformation, like look out world. There are some deep things that are about to take place. And so we as a community need to be thinking about what does it look like to put our umbrella away and to allow the Lord to just intercede and dump his spirit on us. And so it's interesting because I get to talk about mission and I love mission. I went to a seminary and it was called Missio Seminary. It's all about mission. I studied missional theologians and I love these guys. Like I could talk about this until you all age drastically <laughs> because I love this stuff because it means something to me because I, I didn't, I, as a young Christian, I was not this person that like, you know, I grew up and around the Sunday school thing. When I hit 18 years old, I left the church 17 because it was just a bunch of BS to me. There was no guts to it. It was people that meet and say nice things to each other and they eat really good food at the Lux, which is great, but there just didn't seem to be a lot of guts. So I walked away. And I remember I just turned 42 weeks ago and, and I had this really, it, it's crazy. I, I didn't realize the significant like internal stuff that happens. Like literally I, I've had a fib for a bunch of years and then it went away because I had an ablation done. In fact, I think Chrissy did it. So that was really cool. Uh, so she can literally save your heart. Um, <laughs> but I had these palpitations. Like I turned 40 and that same day I started having all these palpitations. I'm like, what is happening? Like I've always, you know, everyone's like, oh, your forties are your new thirties. And I'm like, my forties feel like my sixties right now. <laughs> this is a little bit strange. 
So in this, in this whole thing, I'm like getting kind of freaked out and there's all this stuff. And I'm like, man, what, what is, what is going on? Like what is happening in this moment? And all of a sudden I just start thinking about how, like, you know, God, you've like brought me here. And this is, this is weird. Cause normally when that happens, I get like super high anxiety. And there's just like this supernatural peace that just settled. I don't know where, like, I know where it comes from Jesus. And it, it comes because like in the, in the closet of my life, the skeletons are being thrown away one after the other. They're like marching out in order. And Jesus is showing up and replacing those skeletons with this presence. And it's been like radically transforming in my soul. And so as I think about that, and I think about where we are at this point in time today, God is on the move. And he's bearing witness to this by the stories that I'm hearing within this community. But my sense is that some of us, as, as, as Cindy led us in prayer a few weeks ago, can really resonate with, we have a lot of baggage around the work of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to take a moment, and I believe that the word for us this morning is from uh, Ephesians chapter 19. If you have your Bible, uh, open up with me. Uh, and we're going to start in, we're actually going to start in the back. We're going to start at the, um, in verse 20. 19, verse 20. And we're going to work backwards, which is weird. Yeah. Chapter 19 of Acts. You're like, this dude is reading a different book. No wonder. <laughs> Good news, I found the lost book of Ephesians. There's all these other chapters. <laughs> You'll all be really excited. <laughs> so Acts 19.20, and it says this. It's in Ephesus. That's why I got it all mixed up. <laughs> the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Now we're going to back up to 14, uh, verse 13 halfway through. And so there's this struggle going on. These, these guys are trying to cast out this demon. Sorcery seems to be really big in Ephesus, and, um, but they're failing, like miserably failing. And so that's where we pick it up. And Paul's there and he's like, hey, what's going on? And, and this is what happened. Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? And this, this, is, this, is, a, this is a demon speaking, an evil spirit. Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered them all, and so overpowered them that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. When this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, everyone was awestruck and the name of the Lord Jesus was praised. Also, many of those who became believers confessed and disclosed their practices. Now we're going to read the very first part of 19, starting in one. And I'll, I'll tie it all together, or at least I'll try to. When Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus where he found some disciples. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy spirit when you became believers? And they replied, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy spirit. Then he said, into what were, were you then baptized? And they answered into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him. And that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there was about 12 of them. So if we think about this progression, thinking from it backwards, this city 
is radically transformed and the word of the Lord is growing and prevailing in a dark, dark, dark place. And if we trace this back, what is the catalyst of all of this? Is not Paul having these amazing transformative words, which is important. His preaching is solid. We can attest to that as we are still blessed to be sitting under the teachings of Paul. But what happens is that these 12 people who are in love with Christ, who have just been wildly transformed by the love of Christ, have never even heard of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit comes and it, it, it drops on these 12 people. And if you think about it, there's like this progression of as the Spirit drops, the Lord starts doing all these miraculous signs and wonders in this. And then you see an entire city paying attention to this Jesus. It says that all the people in the city are noticing both Jews and Greeks and praising the name of Jesus. And then there's a riot later, which some of you, we can get into it some other time after this. But the idea that when the spirit shows up, that is the catalyst for this church, these 12 people who love Jesus, who are excited about what he has done, but have not had a lot of traction. And so if we think about that, there is something that is really important about the work and the power of the spirit in the early church. And that has to be what becomes a focus and an important, and just like the focus of our life in it as we think about mission. My friends, I could sit up here and talk about 15 different programs that we could try to do. You know, we could do, you know, bowling and beer night and prayer or something, and we could try something over here and we can do something in this space. And they're all good. None of them are bad. But if the spirit is not present, I'm convinced we're just doing some pretty cool programs. And so I think for us, uh, this whole thing really clicked in my brain, um, flying back from this beautiful wedding uh, in Miami uh, with these two people up here. And one of the profound things that happened, we we're flying back on Spirit Airlines. Any of you ever flown Spirit <laughs> Airline? Um, great airline. Uh, if, you, if the cabin loses pressure and the thing falls out, there's a credit card thing you have to put in so you can breathe the oxygen because they will ding you for everything that you have. But what, what I really appreciate um, about that is uh, around this time, we were probably right, right over Philadelphia, almost landing. And um, a flight attendant came on and he said, hey, uh, we've got this really cool thing. Um, everyone flip up your, flip your trays down. If you have a yellow sticker, who has a yellow sticker? And someone raises their hand and they just won 3,000 miles. And it was like the polite golf clap. People were like, just get me off this dang plane. <laughs> Hooray, hooray, this is great. Um, and then he, he says, you know, but we don't want anyone here to leave empty handed. So we have a thousand miles for anybody who wants them. And our attendants are going to come down. We're going to be handing them out. So just raise your hand. Well, I was in row 24 in the middle, uh, which is always a good place to be for a guy my size and stature. And I'm watching these flight attendants come down. And like, I, and I, I'm not exaggerating. I think three people at the most took them up on this offer. And, and all of you are like, of course, like why? And I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, right. Thousand miles. Like, where's that going to get me? Like to the airport or taxied at the end of the runway? You know what? At what point in time does this work? But I, I, I was thinking about it from this perspective. Our baggage as a culture 
is one of cynicism and skepticism. And now, granted, I want to make a distinction. Skepticism is questioning but leaning in. Cynicism is questioning and leaning out. Okay? But this guy's walking down with this free stuff, and we're just like, there's no, this is not free. Like, my discernment kicks in. I know this isn't free. This isn't good. But as I think about that, and I think about this story in Acts, the flight attendant was probably more like Paul today. If Paul, if, if we are going to rewrite the story today, it says, you know, Paul comes, walks into renew, says, hey, have you guys received the Holy Spirit? And we're like, oh, gosh, really? Like, that's going to be a really weird thing. And there's going to be all this weird stuff. And I remember watching late night television, and I, I just don't want anything to do with that. And so we almost moved from skepticism to cynicism very, very quickly. And a lot of it's because of the baggage. In fact, some of us have probably been really hurt by that, right? Like there are some of us in here that have been like, yeah, I was part of some of those places and, and that became really difficult and it was painful. And some of us are even thinking right now, I am super uncomfortable with the fact that we're even talking about this at the moment. But this is what I'm convinced of. This is a season in the life of the church, in the life of our church, in the life of Lansdowne, Souderton, Telford, Schwanksville, you name it. Like we don't need another church to show up. We need the presence of God to descend on our communities. And I don't know any way to do that other than relying fully on the presence of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. I wish I could tell you there was this really like, you know, fun and hip way to do this. But honestly, I think the only way we can do this is to fall on our knees and to ask the Spirit to come. And so this is weird. We've ne- I don't know, we've never really done this in Renew. We're going to enter into a time of, of prayer together. And what we're going to do is I have a few folks who actually are elders. I'm just going to invite them up and um, we're just going to kind of hang out over here. We're going to spend some time in worship. And I want to invite you to come. And if you're just hungry for the spirit, I want you to come and I want you to just be prayed for just to bear witness to that hunger, that longing, like, Lord, I know there's more and I want more. Some of you are also probably in a space where you're just like hurting and there is some baggage and maybe you just need to like have someone pray over that baggage and just like release you from that. But that's going to be available too. And here's the deal. I know all of you are really freaked out right now because I am too, because this is not who we are in some ways, but this is who we're going to be. Because I'm convinced that we can't just do this on our own power. As I prayer walk lands and I look around at the houses and I realize I have nothing to give these people. We have nothing to give these people. My heart breaks as I'm on Cannon, Cannon and uh, Perkium and Avenue. And I'm sitting there and I'm just looking and I'm praying. I'm interceding for our city. You know, Jesus, show up. Jesus, show up. You know, Lord, bless the people in these houses. And it's like that. It's like my eyes flipped and the spirit like just showed up. He said, pray for my presence to show up. You want to see families restored? Invite my presence. You want to see marriages restored, invite my presence. You want to see addictions flee, invite my presence. And so Renew, I'm convinced, like, I can't, I can't, I I can't tell you the the 15 things that are going to help this season, this town experience revival, except for it has to begin with us longing for the presence of God and being empowered by the Holy Spirit. We have nothing else. We meet in a gym now in this place that doesn't have a lot of really great, great things. But the truth is every single time we show up in this place, the spirit is present and active 
And I want to invite us as a community to lower our umbrellas and to allow the spirit to just pour on us, to empower us because we can't do it in our own strength, our own power. So John's going to come up and lead us in a time of worship. And this is really weird. And I get that. And, and I, I just, I just want to ask though, and, and maybe this will kind of help with some of the weirdness. Um, as you're hearing this, if you're like, that's me, I'm longing for that kind of transformation. Can you just raise your hand? Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to invite you all to come up and to be prayed for. And whatever that looks like, I don't know how long we're going to be, um, but we're just going to do that. And we're going to take our time and just honor what God is doing in this moment. So let me pray for us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Jesus, we worship your name this morning. Uh, as we think about the work you've done in India, the work you've done in Pakistan, the work you've done in Kenya, we say more, Lord. We say more. May you continue to rise up, raise up these missionaries through Independent Church of India that go out in pa the power of the gospel with the good news that, that they're not cursed people, but that they are actually loved by you. And God, that same gospel needs to go forward from this place. And God, we cannot do that in our own power, in our own understanding, in our own strength, but we need to be filled with your spirit and sent out. And God, I know I have been the elder in Ephesus who has thought, yeah, Holy Spirit sounds a little too weird for me, but God, I'm convinced there's no other way that Lansdale is transformed, that Schwanksville is transformed, that our lives are transformed. We can't white knuckle this thing any longer, but we need to let go and to just receive all that you have for us in this day. And so Father, in this moment, we pray for the other churches in Lansdale because I, I believe that revival is happening. It's beginning to grumble and it can't just be stuck in renew, but it's all over. And so we lift up the work of the spirit in the churches in, in these gathered areas that are represented by those who are here today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.